This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday the 13th of July. Justin, the big four banks have closed or plan to close 350 branches Ooh. as the wonderful nation of Australia makes the shift to online banking. Mm-hmm. Brett, imagine waking up at 3am with somebody in your kitchen. No. That's what happened when Elon Musk showed up barefoot at Virgin founder Richard Branson's kitchen at 3am. Wow. Kind of sounds like the stuff of nightmares, but it was actually to wish Richard Branson good luck on his trip to the edge of space. Three truly orbital stories and out of this world, Justin. <laughs> Let's do it. For our first, Westpac has been duped by an Australian fraudster to the tune of $290 million. That is gigantic and very scary stuff. Tell me more. All right, some background here. Last year, Westpac was ordered to pay $1.3 billion after breaching anti-money laundering laws. I.e. the laws that aim to prevent criminals from disguising dodgy money mm. as legitimate money. And now, Juzzy Boy, Westpac has been defrauded of millions by a Sydney-based company named Forum Finance. And how did this all unravel? Well, one of Westpac's customers actually brought it to the bank's attention. Something was a tad off in their lease agreement, which <laughs> made Westpac take a closer look at it. Next minute, they noticed fraudulent signatures. Next minute, Westpac do the numbers and realised they'd paid $245 million to Forum Finance Ooh. in less than three years. So, the bank sued Forum Finance and its co-directors in the federal court. And the court appointed liquidators. And interestingly, Justin, Forum's founders' whereabouts currently are completely unknown. (laughs) So what's the key learning here? Liquidation is the process of finding a company's assets and turning them into cash. So that those funds can be used to repay the company's debts as much as possible. Now in this case, that would be Westpac's whopper debts. (laughs) So how does it all work? Well, in a court liquidation like this, Justin, the court will appoint a liquidator. And that liquidator does a heap of digging. They're basically trying to find whatever remains and is sellable Mm. within the company. So, Brett, at this stage, apart from the red face, Westpac just be hoping it can recover some of the money that was lent. Mm. For our second story, Glossier, the makeup brand that is adored by millennials, Mm -hmm. has reached a $2.4 billion valuation. That is a huge moment for direct-to-consumer makeup here, Brett. Mm. What is happening? Glossier's origins date all the way back to 2010 as a blog called The Gloss. A couple of years later, the founder of the blog (laughs) launched Glossier, the makeup and skincare brand famous for its soft pink package. As well as its products with arty names like Cloud Paint. Or Bubble Wrap. Of course, there's Skywash as well. <laughs> and it has a 5 million plus customers globally. And now, Glossier has raised around $107 million. Meaning, it has a valuation of around 2.4 bill. Now, it's a lot of money, Justin. Why do they actually need the money? Well, they plan to use the cash to build some more physical locations, which they had to shut down during the pandemic. Even though the company did so nicely during 2020's pandemic. So what's the key learning here? Build a community first. First, and your products will sell later like hotcakes. <laughs> Glossier took a very different approach to its beauty rivals like Maybelline and L'Oreal because it was community first mm. and product second. Remember, Justin, before launching its products in 2014, the Gloss blog had millions of fans. And now, Glossier has built a competitive advantage through its extremely engaged and loyal online community. AKA the Glossier Gals. And B-Man, why is that so valuable? Because it turned each one of their customers into a product evangelist. And now, the Glossier community have even become part of Glossier's product development. New ideas and pretty honest feedback. Try competing with that, Maybelline. Mm. For our third and final story, China's competition regulator is blocking Tencent's $7 billion plan to merge China's two biggest video game sites because it's anti-competitive. Damn, China. Back at it again with those blocked mergers. (laughs) What is the story here? (laughs) Alright, so Tencent is a Chinese tech giant that was founded all the way back in 1998 and they 
own WeChat, aka China's equivalent of Facebook. But Justin, it does a whole lot of other stuff too. Like being the world's largest games publisher. 40% stake in Epic Games, may I add, which is the maker of Fortnite. Majority stake in Riot Games, which develops games like League of Legends. And it's been trying to get even bigger. Now, B-Man, Tencent had plans to merge China's top two video game streaming sites, Huya and Do You. But Chinese regulators plan to block the deal, saying it will prevent fair competition. So what's the key learning here? China is looking over its shoulder to its foes in the US. Facebook dominates the social market. Amazon dominates the e-commerce market. And Google dominates the search market. Which is unfair for both consumers, Justin, and for businesses. Less competition, worse pricing, and less innovation. And because companies like Tencent already has a huge market share, you can understand why Chinese regulators are being extra cautious. Mm -hmm. China's thinking, this big tech domination in the US, no thanks, (laughs) not for us. Justin, three lucky winners taking away $100 each because they won Win the Week this week. All they did was save 25 bucks and guess a seven-digit code. It's that easy. And it's the ladies leading us out, Justin. Look, we've got Catherine from Victoria. So Festa from Victoria. And Kate from Victoria as well. Huge winners this week for Win the Week. Brett, what do you need to do to get involved? Download the Flux out, sign up to Win the Week, and you could win anywhere between $100 and $250,000. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.